0: No, good morning, here we are, sunny, muggy Sunday morning, I was kind of expecting it to be all like cool and fall out, stepped out my front door and made this noise, that sounded kind of like, <gasps> so, so here we are, Jesus we thank you for your word. God, for your uh, uh, You providing us this place to gather. God, we appreciate <clears throat> all that You're doing, God, uh, putting us together in a mini, to a many-membered body. God, we're grateful, God, for what You do in our lives. And now you, you know how to get done in us, uh, what You need to get done. God, and today we're just asking You to do in us as only You could, God, uh, soften our hearts, prepare our hearts, God, that we might hear Your Word, plant it in us, God, and do in us as only You could, God, and bring us to that place, God, where we let You do those things that You're wanting to do, God, as only You can. God, <clears throat> just give that Word uh, increase in us, cause it to grow, and be all that You would have it to be in our lives, God. We pray it ask it in your righteous and holy name amen amen, amen. so uh, i want to talk about transition today because if you are not going through transition you probably just did or you're getting ready to transition into transition so um something about life always changing that keeps you on your toes and that's that's a good thing um I don't know about you, but I kind of am a creature of habit, kind of like things to be the same. And uh, I'm perfectly content to eat the same thing over and over and over and over again. This spring, I went on this Chipotle spree where I had Chipotle every day that I worked for probably like a month and a half, two months. And uh, (laughs) couldn't figure out why I wasn't losing weight. And uh, um, yeah, so. Uh, But, you know, change is a necessary part of life. And there's something in in most people, I think, that's really resistant to that. Like, I don't want to change. I like things the way they are. And uh, it's like seeing an adult sitting in a high chair. It's like, no! (laughs) It's like, no, we're not changing things. Like, we're going to do this the way we always did it. Now sit down, we're watching Pooh Bear. So... Uh, but life's not always like that. And and honestly, we don't want life to be like that because uh, think back to the times that God has changed something in your life and it was really unpleasant at the time. Uh, but then once the dust settles, you wouldn't have traded that change for anything. Uh, you know, and I was thinking about that uh, yesterday in my own life was thinking about how Mike and I spent all these years, and you guys have heard this story before, so feel free to check out, but um, was thinking about all those conversations that Mike and I had about, man, I wish we could like make the business bigger and not have to paint stuff every day. Nothing like coming home at the end of the day all sweaty and tired and dirty and knowing that you're going to have to go do it again tomorrow and and thinking, man, I wish I did something else. And uh, it's funny because it's easy to romanticize something you don't know anything about. And we do that in life. It's like, man, I, I sure wish I was this and that or the other thing. Or I wish I did this and that. And uh, it's like the old saying goes, the grass is always greener. Um because I thought, how cool would it be to wear nice clothes and sit at the desk and and have a job like that? But I could never actually envision what that would be. Like, what would I do? Is, like, I'd have to actually learn some of the stuff that Mike does, probably. And uh, uh, that sounds uncomfortable, to, because it would be change. And uh, <clears throat> God, and His wisdom put us in this place where we had to change. And at first it was kind of a I'd like to change. Let's let's maybe try this this business coaching thing and see how it works. And uh and then God put us in this place where we we had to make a change because I couldn't keep painting. But now we both I like, had a mortgage payment and and uh, all these children and stuff, you know, sitting at the table going, cheep, cheap, cheap, cheap. So kinda like, well Okay, so now what? It was like it was like having the Red Sea closed behind you. It's like you can't go back. <laughs> so um, it's like we're we're here. We are. We have left the Egypt of the paint mines, but now what? You know, <laughs> and and I don't know what this looks like or what it's supposed to look like, and uh, um, you know. I, uh, there was kind of this weird little period where I worked out of my house and it was kind of cool getting up in the morning and you know, wearing nice clothes and just having my coffee and sitting at my desk in my own house. You know, it was like, ah, oh, this is great. And then it was time to work. And it was all this stuff that I didn't get or that I didn't want to do and, and uh, it was really, it was funny because it was what I had always wanted, but Now that I had it, I wasn't so sure that I liked it. Because there was all this transition-y uncomfortableness with it. And uh, there were, as I've told you before, many a time where um, um, I would have these conversations with Mike on the phone where he's kind of like talking me off the ledge. I'm like, you know, ready to jump off the bridge here. And it's like, I don't like to do this. And... uh, it's like, I just don't know, man. This just isn't working out. So, and, uh, but the funny thing was, was there was no alternative. And uh, uh, we, we couldn't just go back to the way things were. And uh, just, so God is, is wise to, to do that in our life. And uh, so that was like three years ago that we kind of really began that transition, and things keep changing and keep changing. Uh, But it's not not with that same sense of that, that upheaval that we went through in that time. But having come through that, I wouldn't trade it for anything. We went and painted some stuff this week. Well, twice in the last few weeks, actually. And it was kind of fun, sort of like a novel thing, but it's like I would not want to do this every day. And uh, uh, so, God knows how to do that in our life. And He puts us through these changey places that we're like, ah, don't really like this so much. This is uncomfortable. And uh, uh, so, that's a good thing for us. So, go with me to uh, Joshua chapter 3. At the beginning of the book of Joshua. Is is a great, great little study in transition. If you read chapter one, then you know God is talking about okay. So Moses is gone, and and now Joshua is you're going to be in charge. And he tells him several times, "Be of good courage, because this is going to work." And uh, you know, and that's the thing. It's like you know. God, when God puts us through these changing places, it's not like He's not like the angry football coach, like screaming at you to, you know, keep running. You know, it's it's more like you can do this. It's more like the cheerleaders, you know, like you can do this. It's gonna be all right. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I often think of, you know, when we go through difficult, changing type places, it's like, God's almost like the the boxing coach in the corner. It's like you sit down and you're bleeding and your teeth are falling out. And and he's like, ah, you can do this, kid. You can do this. He's rubbing your shoulders. You're spitting in the bucket. And uh, so sometimes we need that. But uh, Joshua chapter 3, this is, you know, of course, in the first chapter, God is talking to him about having courage and and this is all going to work just fine. Chapter 2, of course, he sends out the the spies to Jericho, and they come back with the the news that that uh, that these people are quaking in their boots because the children of Israel have showed up at their doorstep, uh, or that they're about to. And uh, in uh, verse or chapter three it says Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shatim and came to Jordan, and he and all the children of Israel and they lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass, after three days, the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, you sh- then you shall remove from your place and go after it. So they're in this... getting ready to do this new thing here and go attack this walled city. <laughs> and... uh, um, uh and they, they start out with something that's familiar because he talks about the, uh, God going before them. And uh, when you read the, the end of Exodus, talks about them going out into the wilderness and it, before it really digs into a lot of those wanderings, it just tells you that everywhere that they went, that the pillar of uh, fire was, was there at night and the pillar of cloud was there during the day. And wherever they went, um, the the cloud led them. When the cloud stayed where it was, they stayed where they were. So that's the great thing about change is that God doesn't change. And and He, he stays the same. Our sense of understanding how He does things changes. And uh, it, it's like, it's kind of like getting married. It's like you think you know somebody, and then you marry them. And then you find out that there's more to them than you thought. And it's like, man, you really changed. It's like, well, no, it's just, you just didn't know that about me. And then, um, you know, add in the whole thing about, like, uh, a man trying to understand a woman and vice versa, and it is interesting. You know, and uh, that's what's so cool about John and Lena doing the, their vow renewal yesterday, you know. It's like, especially you know, when you get married in a war zone, and then um, you have all this stuff coming against you from the in, from the outside. Not to mention all just the stuff that happens when you get married in the first place. Um, then uh, you know, it's a really cool thing to celebrate that because they've gone through a lot of change, tons of change, and it's and it's a super super cool thing. But through all of that, the great thing is, is that God doesn't change, and so when you need something to hang on to that doesn't change then then you have him uh, and and isn't that what uh pretty much everybody in Lena's family said about John? It's like he was like this rock that 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 was like impacted our life like crazy and and all the stuff that we went through there he was and uh and that's what God does. The Bible said that he'd make a make a man into a shelter like that. So, um, but uh, so so here he's talking about um, that uh, he's like you're going to wait and you're going to watch for the for the ark and the priests and all that that uh, that they're going to go forward first and then you're going to follow them. And he says here in verse four, yet there should be a space between you and it about two thousand cubits by measure. Come not near to it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you've not passed this way heretofore. So, so he says you're going to follow the ark, but you're going to you're going to leave some space there. And uh, of course, he says you're going to leave 2,000 cubits because uh, Jesus has passed this way before. And uh, uh, so, I, I like that whole 2,000 thing there. Roughly two thousand years but um, but you know the great thing is is no matter what path your life seems to take Jesus has been that way before and there's nothing like having somebody that's been where you're going that knows the way you know I like I said I'm not super happy about change typically I get kind of Unexcited and unenthused about a lot of changes that happen because I like I like uh, the nice you know rocking in the corner comfort of things staying the same. Um, but uh, but if you never do anything new, how boring is life? I was about to say vanilla, but I like vanilla. That's my favorite. So. Um, you know, like, we, we went out to dinner with, uh, the, the Riceleys recently, and, uh, we went to Who Hot. I had never been there. And they were like, you know, this is one of those places you want to have somebody that's been there before kind of take you by the hand, and, and show you what to do. And they were right, because you could really ruin that place. But, it was so awesome. You know, and I think they call it Who Hot, because if you're not careful, whatever you get, you will take a bite and you'll say, Hoo Hot! So. But anyway, uh, so having somebody that knows what they're doing, that's been there before, that's the best kind of guide, right? It's like, uh, uh, you know, when you if you go somewhere with somebody and neither of you have been there, then you're both clueless, and that's fun too. But um, uh, but yeah, I, I I like to have things all nice and tidy. So having having God lead you through those transition places is great but I love it that he says that you're going to go after it but that uh you're going to be paying attention to it because you need to know which way you're going because you haven't gone this way before and and that's the kind of stuff that God does in our life is he is he he like blazes this trail in your life that you have not gone before and and it feels super super uncomfortable a lot of the time but uh, but it's a really great thing um, so uh, go with me over to John uh, Gospel of John uh, chapter I want to say 14 yeah so another really uh, um, uncomfortable transition place here that the, the disciples are getting ready to go through this place where uh jesus is getting ready to to be arrested and crucified and everything and uh i just i love this whole like next four chapters because he just goes on about how this is going to work out all right and this is all going to be fine and uh you know, I mean, when you read the chapter 14, it's just, he just keeps coming back to this sense of, of comfort. And that really is what God does. Um, when you go through those tough places, I don't mean to make it sound like going through uncomfortable transition is all misery and, and, and terror because it isn't. Um, because the great thing is, is God goes with you. And, and if you, when, when you travel with him, it's, it's not so bad going through the, the awkward places. It's like, it's like, well, I I trust you. So if you want to go this way, then that would that'd be okay with me. And, uh, uh, so in, in chapter 14, he says, uh, let not your heart be troubled. And that's a great place to start, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's, uh, I mean, he just finished telling Peter that, that you're going to deny me. And, uh, um, so you know what a great thing to follow that up with is let, your, not, let not your heart be troubled because that would be a troubling statement um, but he says let not your heart be troubled you believe in God, believe also in me in my Father's house or many mansions or dwellings of course if it were not so I would have told you I'd go to prepare a place for you so that doesn't sound so bad does it like you know, I'm I'm I'm, uh, you know, I'm leaving. I'm gonna make a place for you, and and it's gonna be great. And he says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And that that's the that's the great thing about transition, is you you get to be where he is. Because if you if you kind of just sit down and stay where you're at, he'll keep walking. <laughs> you know, eventually he'll he'll you know, just start getting dark. And he'll come back and get you. be <laughs> like, "Hey, we're we're over here," you know. And uh, uh, and, and that's that's definitely a blessing. But uh, he says, "I go and prepare a place for you, and I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. And uh, it's nothing like having somebody tell you something. that's like, oh, you, you know all this already, and you kind of stare at them blankly, like, what?" I do? Okay. We uh, we have these meetings with, with people sometimes at work, uh, like our accountant, for example, uh, or uh, these people for this paid advertising thing that we're doing. And I just kind of nod along, like, yep, mm, mm, yep, yep. And then uh, they're like, all right, do you guys have any questions or anything like that? We're both like, no, no, everything's great. We get off this meeting with them, and I'm like, what were they even talking about? <laughs> so, a so, you know, little, little window into our world. One of the guys came in the other day, and uh, Mike was on the phone. I was like, hey, James, how you doing? He was like, oh, good. Just wait to talk to Mike. I was like, right, because you need something, right? Because if you just wanted to come and hang out, you could talk to me. But if you need something, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike? Um... Oh, so... That's That's how we roll handbrush and spray and all that so. so I love it though. Jesus says, "Where I'm going, you know, and the way you know." And so bless Thomas, he says the things that everybody else wanted to say, but didn't have the courage to say it. They, they were more like me going, "Uh-huh, yep, sure enough." Talking about, and he says, "Lord, we know not whither you go, and how can we know the way?" It's like, "Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad you asked that." And Jesus says, "I am the way." You know, I mean, I, and you know, we this is a great little verse all by itself. But um, I mean, I just I was reading this yesterday and thinking, you know, He says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." But I like how. He says, how can we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way. It's like, so you know me, right? So you don't need to know where you're going. You know, I get these folks sometimes that will call for uh, an estimate or whatever, and they want to, like, tell me in detail how to get to their house from, you know, it's like, where, where are you going to be coming from? You know, it's like, well, eh. Google, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... uh so I just kind of nod along like, yep, yep, mm, mm, make some pretense like I'm writing down directions while they're talking to me. And then uh, I just put their address in the calendar and I'm all good to go. Uh, I don't need to know how to get there because Google knows how to get there. So, But that's like life, isn't it? I don't need to know how to get to heaven because Jesus knows. I don't need to know how to get to the end of my life successful because Jesus knows. The way He knows the way that I take, and He's got it all planned out. He's already checked it all out and been there before, uh, so this is all going to work out great. So Jesus says, I am the way, and the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. You know, and, I, and I have to say, the, the other cool thing about this word, the way, is it's not just a way as in like a path. I mean, that, that, that works great. Uh, for this passage, but this word is more specifically is talking about like a manner of life. It's like so, um, as the song says, Jesus is life. So there, he really is that way of life. He's not just a religion. He's not just a book. Uh, he's not even a really great set of moral principles to, to live by. He's he's a way of life. And uh, so so he says, I am the way, the truth. And truth is a great thing because either something is true or it isn't. There's really not a lot of gray area there. And uh, I remember doing this project once for this rather crusty old man. and, And he was asking me if... These cabinets were sealed in the back. It was a brand new set of cabinets, no countertops on them yet. And I would have swore up and down that I had sprayed every last inch of those things. And so he comes in and he's like, "This thing's sealed." And I was like, "And I'm working somewhere else in the house." And look, and I said, "Well, it, it should be because I'm thinking he looked at it and he feels it and it doesn't feel right." I was like, "Well, it should be." And he's like, "Well, listen here, guy. Either it is or it ain't." And yeah, and and this is this is kind of a kind of a condensed version and and, and edited version uh, of this conversation uh, for for uh, church ears. But um, uh, we just kind of went back and forth with this. Well, it should be like, well, either it is or it ain't. He's like finally like shouting and slapping his hand down on stuff. I'm like, okay. so, yeah. So I was like, well, if it'll make you happy, I will spray them again. He's like, it would. Thank you. <laughs> so, and then the then the builder came in and apologized to me later and told me he got all over the guy's case. I was like, okay, great, thanks. But um, you know, it's but I, I you know he has a good point. It's like either it is or it isn't. There, there's really no in between there, and just uh, the whole reason I brought that up. But uh, uh, so you know, truth is like fact reality as opposed to anything else because uh you know i love fiction as much as anybody but um fiction is not real like they teach you that in elementary school like it's like either a book is fiction or it's nonfiction and uh and so somehow the church has gotten away from that and there's like this big gray area you know, and and our in our society has drifted towards this sense of relativity that, that where nothing means anything anymore. It's like, well that might be true for you. It's like well it's true or either it is or it ain't guy. So 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 Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I like how he throws that in there. Like there isn't any other way. Like so you could almost underline the way. You know, not it's like it's like oh this path will get you there and this path will get you there. Um you know, you can't uh you can't get out on I-70 and go east and get to Denver. Mm-hmm. You will not get there. No. Unless you, you know, are pretty creative. But uh, uh, so there really is just this one way then, and and that's that's his way. Like the old saying goes, my way or the highway? But Jesus' way is the highway, isn't it? So in every sense of the word. So he says, if you'd known me, you should know my father. You should have known my father also. And from henceforth, you know him, and you've seen him. And I, I love what Philip says here because jesus says um if you know me you know the father so you've so now you, you've seen him and you've known him that's pretty clear It's like if you've seen him seen me you've seen him and philip says lord show us the father and it spices us and i can just picture jesus like kind of staring at him like what did, what, what did i just say and he, but he says, uh, Jesus says, have I been so long time with you, and yet you've not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How do you say then, show, me the, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words I speak to you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Uh, so he he, you know, he goes on and on um, throughout this, this whole thing. Um, about he, how he's got this all laid out, he's like abide in me in, in chapter 15, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's he he just he really covers all the bases, and so we you know we get really antsy about change, and and yet God has uh, he's always making these changes in our life. And, uh, and it really, really, uh, it's a really important thing to get us where we need to go. You can't, like I said, you can't stay the same and, and end up being what God wants you to be. I mean, we all come to God understanding that he's going to change us. Maybe not right at first. Maybe right at first we think, ah, I have arrived. It's like I, I came down to the altar and here I am perfect, perfect the acme of creation. And, and, uh, and then after like a week, you realize, oh, it's like he's still working on me. <laughs> and, uh, um, and so then the, the older you get, the more you realize, wow, the difference between what I am and what he is is so much more vast than I ever thought it was. And yet... His purpose for me is to make me like that. His purpose is for me to wake up one day and look in the mirror and have Him staring back at me. And how, how could He do that? But He does that by changing us. Because He comes to live inside of us. And you have this new man that grows up. And it displaces all of this stuff, just like Joshua coming into the Promised Land and then fighting all of these battles and and all the stuff that they did. And uh, and the whole time that God does this stuff, He's right there. Whenever you need something when you can't sleep in the middle of the night, it's right there. When you're really upset because everything seems like it's falling apart, He's right there, and and uh, and he knows how to get you going the right direction. Now, having somebody to tell you what to do uh, is uh, can be a really great thing if it's the right thing. Uh, one time, I, I had a dream that uh, uh, that Mike and I were. Doing drugs, and but we weren't getting high. I was like, "Well, that's weird." And uh, it's like I, I, I've had my mask go bad on me before, and got a little loopy. But uh, you've all heard those stories. But uh, um, I, I talked to Ron about that dream, and he said, "Well, the thing is, is um, advice can be like drugs. It's like this instant gratification of like somebody just telling you what to do." And, and you do it. But clearly, in the dream, this it wasn't doing anything for you. And so I thought, okay, well, cool then. So we'll not take any counsel from that source anymore. Uh, but, um, but to have somebody that knows the way and knows what they're doing lead you makes all the difference in the world. The Bible says that in the multitude of counselors are safety. And... Uh, so sometimes you need somebody with some skin on to kind of lead you in the right direction. Uh, and, you know, that was, you know, to circle back to where I started, that was kind of what part of what really began that transitiony place place that, that I was talking about, how we went from being the painter guys to being the office guys was we thought we need somebody that knows what they're doing to tell us what to do, like spoon feed us how to do this. And we found somebody that that's exactly what they did, and uh, and it made all the difference in the world. So the great thing is, is that's what God does in our life. When you don't know what to do, I mean, and that's just work stuff. I mean, work is you know just work, but um, but real life stuff. You know, God knows how to lead you through it and tell you what to do, and He knows how to bring like, right counsel to you and and to to lead you in the right direction. And um, uh, and so, as I said at the beginning, you know, either you have come through transition, you're in transition, or you're getting ready to transition into transition. Mm -hmm. So so as uncomfortable as that may be, the, you have the comforter on board, and he knows, he knows the path, and he knows what he's doing, and I can promise you that having come through that transition-y, uncomfortable place, you will not regret it, not one bit. So, and you wouldn't take a single, uncomfortable, sleepless night or tear-filled day back for anything because uh the the stuff that God does in our life is really only good, even if it looks bad, even if it feels bad, because faith doesn't go by what you hear, see, think, or feel, because all that stuff is misleading and uh, so so that's what He does. Jesus, we thank you for your word to us and and <clears throat> I just I thank you that you do in fact know how to lead us exactly through every change in our life. God, in every season, God, You are faithful. And and You told us in Your Word that You never change. God, and so, You promised to change us. and God, we are grateful for that. God, we want to be all that You would have us to be. God, we want to do all that You would have us to do. Go everywhere You would have us to go. God, lead us, God, as only You could. God, today I just pray, that you would have perfect preeminence in this service, God. We want you to do what only you do. That you know every need in this place. That we don't have to advertise our needs to 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 have you know them. And God, so what we're we're asking for today, God, is that you would meet with us in this place. That you said that you would inhabit the praises of your people, God. And we just pray that you would. Minister in this place to every heart the, the things that, that they're longing for, the things that, that we have sought after, that we've asked You for. God, the, the things that no one else knows, God, You know them. God, in every, every anxious question God, about the, the things that You're doing in our life, God, I pray that today You would, uh, you would either bring an answer or that You would bring a, that sense of confidence uh, that that you have everything under control god you know, we just are asking you today to do what only you could do in this place god we want to come into this place uh praising you on the right side of the red sea yeah. god to to worship you God, you know, despite anything that we may feel and despite any kind of difficulties that we may see god because you're bigger and greater than all of those things god in when we look to You, God, all of those things just fade away. And God, we just praise You today. Glorify You. Let's ask You to have Your perfect way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.